You're listening to the Art of Fulfillment podcast. We interview the world's most fulfilled people to share with you the strategies, techniques, and ideas that can help you master your own art of fulfillment. Life isn't about external success. It's all about fulfillment. Or in other words, how you feel about yourself when you are by yourself. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Art of Fulfillment. It's your host, Joe Corsione here. So excited to be with you. And this is a bonus solo cast episode. And when I say bonus, it means that this is actually released in addition to the typical episode that we have on Wednesdays. And the reason why I'm doing this is because I actually have a new project that I am so, so excited to tell you guys about and to release to you guys once it launches. Um, I'm going to keep it under wraps right now and kind of, you know, let the, uh, let the anticipation build on it because I don't want to release too much yet, but I wanted to start this bonus solo cast series um, that kind of relate to this uh, new product that I'm going to be releasing that I'm super excited about and I think you guys are really, really going to like it. Um, and and so I just kind of wanted to do the solo cast series to just build the hype up around it and but not just build up the hype around it but ultimately to give you something that are going to give you more tools to be more fulfilled in life to gain more control of your destiny and ultimately create the life that you truly desire and one where you can look back and say damn I'm so fucking proud of that I am living baby Woo! That's what I want you to feel. And so that's what I'm doing with this solo cast series and this first one that I'm doing here is um, going to be a little different than the solo casts that I do. Um, and the fact that this is actually going to be my story. So it's going to be not just my whole life story, but how it pertains to this podcast, why I started this podcast, why I'm so obsessed with fulfillment, why I think that fulfillment is what we're really searching for in life and why and how I found my own path to fulfillment in life because there was a dark, dark moment in my life where I just did not feel fulfilled and I was chasing the wrong things and I was not really conscious that what we're really searching for is fulfillment and um and yeah and i think that not only will it allow me to um share my story with you guys more and have you guys connect with me more but i think that you guys can also take some tips from my own story and implement them in your own life so you can uh get through whatever challenges you're going through build the resiliency um do what i did in order to gain the skills that i did um in order to feel fulfilled in your life i want you to take away what I've learned through my own experience um, and through my trials and tribulations so you don't have to go through the trial and error so you can just kind of go through it um, you know the same process that I did in a shorter amount of time to achieve um, a level of fulfillment that you know took me years to take to get I should say and uh, it can just take you you know in a shorter amount of time because I want to save you the time and I want to share what I've learned in my life Um, and another thing too is I want to share my story because When I was going through this difficult situation, hearing other people's stories of going through transformations in their life, going from these situations that seemed daunting, that seemed impossible to get out of, that seemed just so difficult, and then seeing them transform their lives into something beautiful, something worthy, something meaningful, something that fulfills them, just absolutely gave me the sense of belief that I could do this challenge that I could overcome these obstacles 
And so by sharing my story, I want to give you that sense of belief because honestly, I believe that there's nothing special about me. What I can do, you can do. What I can do, anyone can do. Whether you're going through something that's mentally difficult, whether you're going through an addiction, whether you're going through financial issues, whatever it is, I want you to use my story as something that can give you a beacon of hope and possibility that you can do it because you can. And I want you to hear my story because I was in a pretty bad situation and I was able to turn it all around and I know that you can too. So that's the other reason why I want to share my story with you guys. So yeah, and, and ultimately why I think this revolves around the new product that I'm releasing um, is because that this my story is the reason why I'm releasing this product. It's the reason why I'm teaching what I'm teaching in the new product. So there's a little spoiler alert for you right there. Um, but ultimately, I think it's going to um, give you a little context of why I do what I do. So the story all starts back in the context of uh, this podcast um, back in third grade. Now, I grew up uh, in a very fortunate environment um, where I had two loving parents. Um, I grew up middle class with with loving sisters, was always treated well by my parents. Um, You know, they were always looking out for me always had great intentions and they loved me very much and I and I'm so grateful for that experience uh when I was growing up though uh I was a very very crazy kid so I was always uh really hyperactive really really passionate always just kind of uh you know saying what was ever on my mind super impulsive um basically I had a really bad ADHD um as you can tell too like I I get pretty excited when I'm on this podcast I talk pretty fast um when I'm with my guests I get all jazzed up and that's just who I am at my core um but when I was a kid that was uh, really leading me down to some problems, uh, whether it be uh, distracting the class by, you know, tr- telling some kind of stupid joke that made the entire class laugh during the class, um, or when I was getting sent to the principal's office, or maybe just doing something in public that I wasn't supposed to, like taking a box of cereal and throwing it halfway across the aisle, whatever it was, I was doing dumb kid stuff. And my parents um, thought it might be a good idea because I had really bad ADHD um, to be prescribed on Adderall, which would help me to focus, it would help me to behave in school, help me to excel at school, and all those things. And so when this whole process was going down, I mean, I was just a little kid. I didn't really know what the fuck was going on. Uh, my parents said, "Hey, we're we're going to." Pres- you on this medication and it's going to help you to behave in class and you're going to do well in school because of it and uh, it's going to allow you to not get sent to the principal's office as much and I'm thinking oh get sent to the principal's office is usually a bad thing so this must be good so fuck it I'll take it whatever and I'm a kid I can't really choose for myself so I end up taking the medication, the Adderall, and uh, it ends up working really well for me. I, you know, don't get in trouble as much in school. I'm less impulsive. I'm not talking back as much. I'm not as crazy. And so that part was totally great. But fast forward all the way to high school, um, I started to unconsciously uh, develop a lot of insecurities um, about taking the Adderall. And when I say unconsciously, it's because I, you know, hindsight 2020, I realized that the insecurities were what were driving my actions, but I didn't know it in the moment. And that was, um, I started to develop insecurities about taking the Adderall because I felt deep down that I couldn't perform or couldn't be enough if I didn't take those drugs. So what I did was, um, because I had this constant feeling of not feeling enough, I was always looking for validations from other people, not from me, but from other people. And so this led me to do some pretty destructive behavior that was labeled as cool in high school, such as, you know, drinking my ass off on the weekends. You know, I was under 21, so obviously it was not legal, but I drank my ass off into oblivion. I was smoking weed. I was doing drugs, um, just doing a lot of these things, not 
you know, for the feeling of it, but really mostly to get attention and feel validated because again, I had this deep insecurity that I wasn't enough and I needed, you know, the validation. And this also started a slippery slope down with my parents too, because I was rebelling against my parents because subconsciously I, I, I felt that they put me on this medication. I didn't have a choice, which right now in hindsight, 2020, I know that they were doing the best amazing thing for me and I don't resent them at all. And if your parents have done anything out of good intent, um, and you blame them for it, please don't do that. Um, I don't blame my parents for that at all. But at the time I did, I was a dumb kid. I didn't know any better. And again, it was all unconscious. Um, but anyways, I was, uh, it was starting to really ruin the relationship with my family. Um, and then fast forward into college. When I started to go down college, that's when things started to get really, really bad. Um, you know, I was not a very nice person. I was brushing off a lot of my friends. I was really acting arrogant and cocky and doing even harder drugs and, um, and drinking even harder. And at this point I started to not just drink and do the drugs, um, simply because I wanted to be validated, but I was doing them because I was really unhappy with my life and where I was at. I was unhappy with who I was as a person. So what I would do is by taking these um, these drugs and, and drinking my ass off and still taking the Adderall is because I didn't like the person who I really was on the inside. And when I was sober, I knew I'd have to face that. So I took any opportunity that I could to not be sober and to ultimately you know, take that in. And so it got to the point where... I was, you know, in a relationship for four years and that ended. My relationship with my parents were, was pretty bad. Um, I didn't have a full-time job because I was going to these interviews and I feel like they could feel my insecurities kind of lay out there and they didn't want to hire me because of it. Um, and I had no direction in life and ultimately I felt pretty damn miserable. And the moment that's really started to cap off where all this miserable feeling and, you know, these insecurities started to come from was uh, a trip I took to the doctor um, at the end of my senior year um, in college where I went to the doctor and I said, hey, just want to talk a little bit about, you know, this Adderall. I've been taking it for a while. I just kind of want to hear your thoughts on it. And he told me, he said, well, you know, you're you're almost 22 years old and you um, you don't have to be taking this Adderall anymore if you don't want to. Um, you can learn the skills to not, um, you know, be reliant on it and to focus without it and to be bit, like, you know, well-behaved without it and all that shit. And I remember saying that I still wanted to consciously take it. And the reason why I did that was because I was so afraid of what would happen if I didn't take it. Because every time that I forgot that Adderall somewhere, I forgot to take it or I forgot to bring it with me, I would freak the fuck out. I would get so just upset with myself and just really just get so scared because I knew that I was not going to be able to function. I wasn't going to be able to concentrate. I wasn't going to be able to do anything. uh, And I would flip out. And so I realized at that point that I was truly addicted to Adderall. Now... I did a lot of soul searching kind of after college. Um, I had a period where I didn't have a full-time job um, and I just kind of like looked into a lot of myself and I realized, I asked myself, I was like, you know, what, what's the one thing that I really just want to change about myself that's going to help me get out of this hole because I didn't want to feel miserable anymore because I really looked at my life ultimately and I said, Hey, I got great parents. I went to a great school. I got a great education. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not really in a situation that warrants all this suffering, but I feel like I'm suffering. I feel like I'm not, you know, doing well enough. And I feel like that, you know, my mental state is not warranted in the by the situation that I'm in. And I have really all this unnecessary unhappiness in my life. And why is that? And I realized it all stemmed from this insecurity of dealing with Adderall. 
and, and being addicted to it because that was the thing that was really deep, really bringing a lot of the insecurities for me, feeling like I wasn't enough. And so the thing that I really wanted to accomplish in my life at that point was I wanted to kick this Adderall addiction for good. I wanted to be able to function in the world without having to rely on the drug or anything else for that matter so I can just feel good in life. But really what I wanted, not just to kick the Adderall addiction, was that I wanted to feel a sense of control. I wanted to feel like I could be able to be in control of how I felt in life, to be able to create my own happiness and contentment no matter what life threw at me. And Because I was always amazed to learn about the people who went through incredibly difficult situations and scenarios, way worse than the situation that I was in, yet they were still able to be happy along the way and feel fulfilled. And that was the skill that I wanted to cultivate. And ultimately, I wanted to feel like I mattered. Not to other people like I wanted, well, like I was doing before, but ultimately to myself. I wanted to feel like I mattered to myself. I wanted to gain that self-esteem that was all, that I was absolutely confident in myself that I could handle anything that life threw at me and I didn't need some drug to prop me up and give me that false confidence. I wanted to totally trust myself to get through anything I set my mind to and not have to depend on the, the what other people thought of me and taking the drugs as well. I wanted... My ultimate satisfaction with life and the, the journey that I was taking. And so that's what I really wanted when I say that I wanted to get rid of the Adderall. So my next step was I just researched as much as I possibly could about the brain, about psychology, about neuroscience, everything I possibly could to try and help myself to find the techniques that would allow me to um, not just focus without the Adderall, not just be, you know, energetic without the Adderall, but ultimately to live a more fulfilled life and not be controlled by my emotions. Because there were times when I just simply just went cold turkey and tried to get off the Adderall withdrawal, like right away, like just basically just stop taking it all together. And I failed really quickly because all of a sudden, all this negative self-talk would get into my head and say, you can't do this shit, you can't do it without the Adderall, my gosh, this is way too hard, and I would cave and I would ultimately just go right back to taking the Adderall. And I just was really just committed to try and finding a way to do it. And so I really started to look at the physical realm at first, so like diet, exercise, all those things, and I was like, all right, I'm going to try and really um, go for that. I'm going to go for that. I'm going to really do it. And so I did. And so I exercised and I went to a, uh, a paleo diet um, because I read that those two things would really, really help me with my brain and being able to focus and imp improve the blood flow to my brain. I got to the science behind it. And, and let me tell you, doing those things, I started to get pretty well results. I started to notice myself becoming much more focused in my life, even when I was taking the Adderall. But I noticed it, it felt like I upped my dose but I didn't really up my dose, so I knew that it was kind of working. And I was like, oh shit, wow, this stuff is really working. However, what would really happen though, every time that I still tried to get off the drugs and I started to take less of it or anything like that, um, I started to get this really deep fear of just, just this fear, right? Like I said before, like this deep fear and stress. Stress is really what the the... the anxiety I really should say was really just starting to build up in me this anxiety of not being able to perform well all that stuff just kind of kept coming back and then I always still caved so even though I was able to focus better every time I try to make that leap every time I try to make that jump I would always get this I would hit this fucking wall 
that would just come into my mind with whether it be the negative self-talk or these thoughts that were just coming in and just absolutely just ripping me to shreds and putting me down. I just couldn't get past it and I was getting really fucking frustrated. I was like, why the fuck can't I do this? I'm exercising, I'm, I'm eating well, I'm doing all those things and I'm feeling better but when I go to make the, take the leap, I'm not getting through this wall that is my mind. And so again, I started to keep learning, keep researching, keep finding out things. And there was one lesson that I learned from Tony Robbins that totally was the epiphany that I needed to make the change that I wanted to in my life. And the lesson was this, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, and uh, I, it, because it's just such a pivotal moment in my life, learning this thing. The epiphany I learned was this, negative moods and our realities are not a result of the facts, but instead they are a result of of the perception of the facts. It's not the facts, it's our perception of the facts that cause us to have a reality. So I totally had it backwards. I was trying to control the facts. I was trying to control, you know, all the things around me and everything like that, like my, you know, my body, which I think is very important. I think everyone should do, but I wasn't getting to the root cause of all this stuff, my perception of the facts. I really did not think about that thing. And if you really think about it, this is all true of life. Like, like it's kind of like two different people flying on an airplane. You have one person who absolutely views uh, turbulence as, you know, nonchalant because they fly all the time and they know it's safe and they've had turbulence in the past and it's not going to mean anything. But you have the other person who's who has the perception of flying that is dangerous and their perception of turbulence equals potential death. Same exact fact as the turbulence, right? So when they're both on the plane and that turbulence goes off, same exact event, right? The one person just shrugs it off and just says, ah, whatever, fuck it, it's just turbulence. And the other person starts freaking out about it because their perception about it is bad. So I said, hmm, interesting. So what do I need to perceive differently in this case? in order to not get that stress, to not get that fear coming up, to ultimately push myself forward so I can get through this Adderall addiction. And I realized I needed to change my perception of the adversity that I was facing in that situation. It was hard. There was no way about that I was going to get through this thing easy. And I had to change my perception about adversity. So I knew that if I had to change my perception of adversity, that had to lead to the skill of resilience. That had to lead to the skill of being able to persevere even when it gets hard. And I had to build that in myself because I was not persevering as a kid. I was not resilient as a kid. Every time there was a challenge that came up in my life, I always ducked on it. Every time things got hard, I quit. Every time there was an obstacle in my way, I would just turn around and walk home. But I had to learn how to jump through that obstacle and perceive it in different ways. So... I learned that one of the best ways to achieve resiliency is conditioning yourself to pain. I read David Goggins' book, uh, Can't Hurt Me, and he was talking all about callousing your mind and doing the difficult things. So I upped my intensity in my workouts. I went for two hours a day. I did a Navy SEAL Hell Week situ like like simulated workout basically um, every single day, like what the Navy SEALs did. And man, I was not athletic at the time. Like holy shit, like I was getting absolutely crushed by these workouts. I was doing cold showers. I was going up and talking to cute girls, which honestly to me still to this day gives me really, really crippling anxiety. But I was doing it, doing that hard thing every single day because I read and when you do hard things every single day, no matter what it is, something that's uncomfortable, you actually get used to the pain 
and you get used to the uncomfortability so that when you are able to go and face a challenge in your life, whether it's something that's thrown on you or whether it's something that you want to accomplish, your brain is going to perceive that adversity as something that you can handle, but also something that's going to make you stronger. Because every time that I did something that was hard, whether it was the workout, whether it was the cold shower, whether it was going up and talking to that girl, whatever it was for me, I always felt stronger after. I felt better. I felt more capable and confident that I could handle things. So I knew that by keeping on doing this thing to condition myself to pain and do this hard thing, that I could essentially tackle the challenge of getting off this Adderall addiction. And I knew it was going to be hard. And then I knew that I also had to develop empowering beliefs in myself. So the first part, again, just to, to kind of backtrack, was all around conditioning myself to pain. But the second thing was I had to develop empowering beliefs in myself because our perceptions are formed by beliefs. I learned that from everything that I was reading about the the mind and how it perceives things and how to change our perceptions. And so the best way that I had to do this was seek what the belief systems are of people who are extremely filled in life. And so that was one of the reasons why I created this podcast was to help to do this as well. And I voraciously consumed podcasts and books of people who were successful in their life. And I said, or not just people who were successful in their life, but people who ultimately went through a tough challenge and got through it. I learned what their belief system was about failure, about challenges, everything like that. And so I learned. I learned. And once I gained all these skills, I knew that I had to implement the knowledge that I learned and put my skills to the test. So one day, I unscrewed the cap of my Adderall pill box or carton or whatever the fuck you want to call it. (laughs) Pill bottle, that's it. And I flushed all of them down the toilet. There was no going back. I said, fuck it. Here it is. And man, the conflict was fucking real. It felt like an ice pick was digging through my head. I felt that negative self-talk come on to me over and over again, telling me that I wasn't good enough, telling me that I couldn't do this, telling me that it was too hard. It pains so much. It hurts and I can't get out and I need to ultimately just go back to where I was before by taking the medication and just fucking getting rid of this pain. But not this time. This time I was ready. This time I implemented the techniques that I learned in my own life to help me get over that stress, to help me get over that anxiety, to help me get over that crippling self-talk, to help me get over that immense discomfort that I was feeling. And even though I wanted to get out of that situation so bad, out of that pain, what I wanted more was to gain that sense of control and to gain that sense of agency in my life that I was looking for that I mentioned to you in the beginning of this podcast, what I was really searching for by trying to get rid of this Adderall addiction, that is. And then in two weeks, all that pain went away. It started to go away. It wasn't necessarily easy after that, though, because I still had trouble focusing. I still had trouble keeping my energy levels afloat, all those things, but at least the pain was gone. And then I started to focus a lot more. I started to keep my habits up. I started to keep what I've learned and implemented that over and over and over again to ultimately get to the point where I am sitting here today, just a little over a year sober, where I've started my own business uh, I'm working 100-hour work weeks between my full-time job and doing this podcast and starting my own business. 
And I'm also sober from alcohol and drugs and being able to be my true self. I repaired the relationships with my friends and my family. And I just love, oh my gosh, all the community around me. And I've just been able to build myself up to a person that I am truly proud of. I felt in control what I was searching for. Not in control of what happens to me in life, but in control of how I emotionally respond to those things. In control of how I emotionally respond to whatever life throws at me, whether it's mental pain or whatever, or whether it's physical pain or whether it's an unfortunate event, anything like that, I gained the confidence that no matter what life threw at me, I knew I would be able to tackle that thing head on with a smile on my face. I developed a deep sense of resiliency where in the past I would get mentally destroyed by failure and now I embraced every single time that I failed as a beautiful experience because I now see it as a learning experiences. Like the failures and anything and any tough situations where I would run away in the past, they didn't stress me out anymore. They empowered me because I changed my belief system in a way that allows me to look at those failures and struggle and challenges as something that fires me up. But the most important transformation I experienced along this entire journey was that I knew and I felt for the first time what it means to be fulfilled in life. I felt great about myself when I was by myself. And remember in the beginning of the podcast, I said that I wanted to feel great about myself when I was around other people. But this time it didn't matter what people thought of me. It didn't matter if everyone in the world hated me at that moment. What mattered was I felt great about myself. I was proud of myself. And I realized several things about this feeling. Number one, I feel this way because I took the journey. I took the journey. From who I was, someone who I was really unhappy being, someone who I was just not proud of being, someone who I literally had to take drugs to become a different person, one that I thought that I would like better, but in the reality, I just did not like any more than the person who I really was. I changed from that to someone who I can look at and be like, holy shit, I'm so proud of the person that I am today. I'm proud of this man I've become. I'm proud of the skills that I have. I'm proud of the challenges I face. I'm proud of what I'm doing in the world. I'm proud of that. And I feel great about that. Number two, I looked at all the struggles in my life and I was became grateful for them. I became grateful for all the challenges I faced in my life, all the adversity, all the adversity, whether it was the ones that I manufactured for myself or the, the challenges that I faced in life, such as, you know, going through that Adderall addiction, I was became grateful for that because I knew that I learned and I became better along the way. And then I realized that those two things, that fulfillment is born from that. It's born from doing the hard things. It's born from becoming someone that you are truly proud of. It's born of building the skill set that allows you to do things in your life that you truly want to do. And I realized that it's not about money in life. It's not about the friends, it's not about the validation, it's not about, you know, the fortune, the fame, the power, any of those things. Life is not about that. What it's really all about is how you feel about yourself when you're by yourself because there was no amount of money, no amount of friends, no amount of fame, no amount of fortune that could have made me feel better in that moment, sitting in that reflection of fulfillment. And even to this day, right now, I'm feeling it in my body, in my soul. There's no amount of those things that I mentioned before that could make me feel as good as I felt 
in that situation and as I feel right now reliving that entire experience. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to share that message to the world. I wanted to share that message with you listening right now and everyone else who is listening to this podcast, what it means to have a fulfilling life, not just from me and my own journey, but from the other people around in life. Because fulfillment, although that for me, it was born of doing the hard things, it was born of becoming a, you know, someone I was proud of. And I think that, you know, goes the same for a lot of other people. There's different ways you can get to fulfillment. It's not just, you know, a science. It's more like an art. And so I wanted to talk with other people who I believed were deeply fulfilled in their own lives and learn the tips, techniques, and strategies that help them to live a fulfilling life so that ultimately you guys can create a life that you desire and one that's going to make you feel great about yourself and one that makes you feel great about yourself when you're by yourself. And that was the most powerful transformation that I ever experienced in my life was going from someone who was unfulfilled and unproud of their life to someone who was fulfilled and not satisfied, but ultimately feeling great about life because that's all what we want. Like, just think about, think about it. Why do you want to make a lot of money? Why do you want to have a house? Why do you want to have a great family? Why do you want to be important in the world? Because it feels good. It feels good. And I'm not just talking about the feeling good that you get when you eat ice cream or when you, you know, have an orgasm or anything that's just quick in the moment like that. I'm talking about you want to feel this deep sense of fulfillment, this deep sense of meaning that's achieved, this deep sense of purpose that's filled within your being. We all crave that as human beings. And that's what I got on my journey. And so to give you a full circle representation of how this relates to the product that I'm creating, this product that I've created will teach you literally those things that I learned in the journey that I just discussed. It will teach you how to change your perceptions. It'll teach you how to ultimately um, develop the belief system that I developed and learned from others um, in order to not just, you know, battle an Adderall addiction if you have it, but ultimately to gain control of your emotions and your life. Because many times, like, we can't control what happens to us in the outside world, but we can always control how our emotions or how we react to our emotions and what our perceptions are. But it's easier said than done because, man, it took me a fucking long time to really realize the practical techniques that I needed to take in order to help me to do it. It took me a while, but I want to condense that time and, uh, you know, I want to save you that time, I should say, and give it to you in one package that's going to allow you to ultimately um, gain control of your emotions, gain control of your life, and reach that deep sense of fulfillment we are all looking for as human beings. That's what I want. So that's my story and, and why I created The Art of Fulfillment and, and why I do what I do. Um, you've probably heard this story before on my Instagram page or on other podcasts I've been on. This was a longer, elated version of it. Um, but I wanted to share that with you guys because it gives you context to what this podcast is all about. It gives you context to why I started the podcast, but ultimately too, I hope you can have taken away some nuggets from that story that might help you to get through any challenge in life, to build more resiliency, to ultimately believe that change is possible because that's one of the beliefs that I think is so powerful, but also to just connect with you better because I love hearing your guys' stories when you guys DM me and say, 
hey, like, here's my story. Here's the challenge I went through. And your podcast has helped me get through that thing. And it's really leading to a full life to me. Like, I live for that shit. And so I want to connect with you guys and share my story here. So, again, what I'm going to be doing going forward in the anticipation of the release of this product that I'll be coming out. And it'll be coming out um, late January. might be coming out early January depending on the timeline. But it will definitely come out by the end of January. Is I'm going to do some... um, some podcast episodes all around um, the different things that you know the the product is going to contain, and uh, elaborate a little bit on here, and give you a little bit of a sneak peek into what's to come of the product. Um, so you guys, if you are purchasing or are interested in purchasing it when it does come out, um, you guys um, have some background knowledge that'll help you um, to make even more progress, even quicker when you um, go through the, the product that I'm, I'm going to release. So anyways, that's enough rambling for me for now. Um, thank you so much for, for taking the time to listen to my story. I really, really appreciate it. And for you to, um, for you giving me a chance to explain where I've coming from and, and why I do what I do, that actually means the world to me. And I would love to hear your story so if you haven't shared your story with me feel free to send me a dm on instagram at joe corsio and tell me your story um how this podcast has you know resonated with you if it has um and ultimately you know what your plans are for life and what your plans are to create a fulfilling life because you wouldn't be here listening if fulfillment wasn't something you're targeting for in life and so i'll be more than happy to hear your story i always love to connect with you guys and i'm more than happy to answer any questions um you know, you guys have. I'm a self-improvement coach, and I'm more than happy to help you guys with whatever problems that you need, um, even for free. Um, so um, feel free to send me a message with anything that you guys have at Joe Corsione. And always feel free to follow us on Instagram as well at Art of Fulfillment. Um, we got a new podcast out every Wednesday from our typical thing, um, but we'll be re- releasing these solo cast episodes as well um, up until the re- release of the product. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Really, really appreciate it. And I'll see you guys next week. And remember, create a fulfilling life for yourself. Take care, guys.